In a world where social media and outrageous beauty standards reign supreme, Girls in Real Life encourages young women to love themselves by living fearless and filter-free. Society might have its own idea of what a girl should be, but we're here to remind you of what it truly means to be a girl in real life. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I am your host, Mariah Clayton. And today we are getting real about weight loss. We all know it's hot girl summer. So everybody is trying to lose that weight. And, you know, I think us as women, you know, we have a lot of pressure put on us by society to try and fit a certain standard. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today with a very special guest. So I'm going to give her an opportunity to introduce herself and tell us more about her. Hey, Mariah, thank you for having me. I'm Camille Martin, and I'm a registered dietitian and um, a public health writer. I work for the CDC in my in my non-entrepreneurial life. Um, and I have a, a long journey. Um, I'm in my 50s now, but I'm very familiar with the pressure of having to feel like you have to look perfect. And I spent, you know, almost 25 years of my life on a diet and um, I had an eating disorder, I had body image disorders and, you know, self-esteem and all that that goes with feeling like you have to look perfect and putting a lot of pressure on yourself to look that way. Um, So that's how I ended up as a dietitian. I decided to quit dieting and I went back to school to try to you know, get clear on what's really important, which is how you eat, um, the foods that fuel your body instead mm-hmm. of, you know, this completely insane mentality of, um, you know, trying not to eat overeating, binge eating and all of that. So yeah. I'm super excited to talk about all of those things with you. I know it's going to be really great. I've, um, <coughs> Oh Jesus, y'all. I don't have COVID. I promise. <laughs> got in my throat, Lord. Um, I did talk about on a previous episode about dieting and how I feel like diets have such a horrible effect on our mental health, especially as women. And that's why I hate diets. I'm not a dieter. I don't like the fads. I don't like the trends. And I've just always thought that you know, when you have to restrict yourself from something that you want, or you have this mentality of, I can't eat this, or I have to count these calories and all these different things. It's so draining and it's stressful and it's just, it's a waste of time to me, you know, because we're, it's affecting our mental health in such a negative way. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want to hear about your experience with dieting. Mm -hmm. So you said 25 years, that's a long time. It is a long Um, time. So when did you start dieting and what type of diet would you say that you were on? Oh goodness. Well, I was on every single one that you could probably, (laughs) you know about, and I don't know how old your listeners are, but some that they've I'm sure never heard of, but I started dieting when I was 12 years old, um, which is really sad to look back on it. Um, So that was probably, that was early eighties. And so even then I was getting the messages that um, what you look like matters more than anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody was coming outright and saying, you need to lose weight. Um, I was never any more than like 10 or 15 pounds fluctuating. Um, but yeah, I just got this message that was, um, not overt, but it was implied that what you look like matters more than anything. 
and that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be heavy. You need to be thin at all costs. So I really took that to heart and 12 years old. Let's see. What did I, what diets did I do? Um, (laughs) I did the grapefruit diet. Uh, that was where you drink nothing but grapefruit juice and eat cottage cheese. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Which is awful. I did Richard Simmons. Do Do you remember Richard Simmons? He, the name sounds familiar. He, yeah. He had a bunch of weight loss or like exercise videos and he's got such a positive attitude. I, I'm not putting him down, but yeah, he had this thing called deal a meal. It was like, you take these cards and you had them <laughs> and you could, whatever you ate, you took a card and moved it to the complete folder. So you couldn't oh have any God. more of that. Um, I took, well, this is the worst, but I took Dexatrim all throughout high school and oh, um, wow. I fluctuated between starving myself and then binge eating and actually purging. I I was bulimic for a while, but what you were just saying about diets, about how they don't work. One of the biggest reasons they don't work is because of the resistance that they create. So anytime you go on a diet, you're trying not to eat, you're trying to cut things out. Um, and that creates resistance. And unfortunately, if you are an emotional eater, like I was, you're going to neutralize all of that resistance by eating. So you're putting pressure on yourself, creating resistance, um, then eating to neutralize that resistance, which then adds the weight back. So that's how you get stuck in this yo-yo, um, you know, diet, fail, lose weight, gain weight scenario. Um, so yeah, I, I did that from age 12 to probably age, almost 40. So I'm 51 now. And when I was 40, that's when I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I was actually sitting on my couch in Atlanta where I was first living after college. And, um, I was crying and saying, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so I quit, I quit dieting. And when I quit dieting, actually I lost weight because I just was being nice to myself. I was eating what my body was asking me for. I didn't restrict myself, but the crazy thing was, is when I decided to stop restricting my desire for the food decreased, it was eliminating that fear-based relationship with it. So everything started to stabilize. So yeah, that's basically my story. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love that. Um, I feel like that's going to help so many people, but I feel like Well, when I was younger, my dad would always restrict me from boys. So because of that, (laughs) innately, I wanted to be with boys. I wanted to go around boys. And it's like when you restrict yourself and when someone is restricting something for you, it only makes you want it more. Yes. Well, and And your dad, (laughs) you're so beautiful. Um, Your dad was probably (laughs) terrified. My dad was like, "Uh uh-uh, we we ain't having this over here. (laughs) I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was in the seventh grade, but I didn't get to go on a date until I was like 17. Yes. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. I'm making notes for my two preteen daughters. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like when you restrict yourself, you only want it more. And I feel like that's the problem with diets. Like you said, is the restrictive aspect of it. And I'm the type of person, like if I want something, Mm-hmm. I, I don't restrict myself. Like if I want to eat cake, if I want to go get ice cream from Sonic, if I want to eat a donut, like yes. I, I'm going to eat a donut because my body is telling me, girl, you worked hard today. Like go get yourself a donut. And I'm yes. like, you know, and what? When, you're right. when you allow yourself to go get ice cream, you're not like trying to down it. Like, you know, you're right. not 
scarfing it down. You're like, I can have this if I want to. And you probably don't even want it as much, you know? Right. And you just get to enjoy it without that feeling of guiltiness afterwards. Yes. So totally. I, I feel like, well, especially now, like with summertime, a lot of people are pushing like dieting and losing weight. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, the commercials like Weight Watchers and all these pills and keto and like every, I feel like everybody is trying to find a way to lose Mm -hmm. weight. So why do you think that dieting is the main way that people try to do that? I think that's born out of, it's a, it's a lot of things, but dieting to me is just really desperation. It's feeling like I'm desperate to get something and I don't have the power to do it on my own. Um, so I feel like it's, we've been conditioned to not take control of things and to, to feel like losing weight is this totally impossible thing that's practically unachievable and it makes you feel powerless. So you're looking for something outside of yourself mm-hmm. to give you the quick results. But the problem is, is that when you diet, you don't change anything that you're doing. You don't change your habits. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, back to the bikini body thing and all of that, um, first of all, that's just such a cancer in our society for women. It's just absolute BS. And it makes me really angry. Um, but yeah, once you, I always say, if you start living first, like really fully being joyful about your life, you're going to start doing things differently automatically. And the weight is going to start coming off. So if you're leading up to a trip where you're going to have to wear a bikini instead of freaking out and like trying to crash diet down 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. look forward to the trip and like find something that you can get excited about for the trip. You know, don't make it all about the bikini and the bathing suit and the selfies and the, you know, just go and like, where is near where we're going to go to the beach? Is there something that I want to go see and plan for that? Um, And just find the joy in that. I know it sounds like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't want to find the joy in that. (laughs) I want to put on my bathing suit and I want to look good in it, but it's a process. It's just a mental shift that takes a while um, for it to happen. And it takes practice. But once you get to that place where you're not just desperate to look good in the bathing suit, it's so miserable. It's so, um, it'll take over your life. You know, it's still, I still struggle with it, even though I'm you know, I've worked so hard mentally to change how I feel and what I, what I think I've got a whole degree in nutrition and I teach people. Um, I still struggle with it because those messages are so prevalent in our culture that you really can't get away, you know, can't get away from it, but you just have to practice, you know, feeling better about yourself and changing how you do things and how you think about things is really the key. So what would you say are like some exercises that people could do at home that would help them like change those habits and those thoughts? Yeah. Well, everyone, their eyes glaze over when I tell them, get a journal and start, you know, writing things down, but it really is true. Particularly when you, um, you start writing down the things that you say to yourself that you're not really aware of. I call it your inner mean girl. Um, (laughs) and once you start writing down, like notice, it's hard to notice it because it's almost like white noise, but whenever you're feeling bad about yourself, that's how you can tell you're hearing something from her. Um, Step back one, one moment before you started feeling like I look awful. Well, think about what you were just telling yourself, write it down and look at it on paper and you will be shocked um, at the things you say to yourself. So journaling is a great way to do it. Um, 
meditating, I don't do as good of a job as I should with meditating, but it really does help on the, during the times where I've actually been consistent with it, it gives you a feeling of peacefulness. Even if you can't completely accept your body right away, it does make you feel peaceful. So that decreases that, um, that fear-based relationship with food and that the impulse you feel to go just grab something. Yeah. So I would say meditating and journaling for sure. I'm a big advocate for journaling. It's funny because my journal is literally right next to me right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so I um I just started journaling maybe like a year and a half ago and like just going back and reading the things that I was writing and feeling and experiencing, like it true, like you can tangibly see your growth as you progress throughout life. And so like I, I'm a huge advocate for journaling. So I think that's really hey. great. I also try and tell people like to change your negative thoughts into positive thoughts. And I think it really starts with your mindset because like you said, we all have this mean girl inside of Mm -hmm. our heads and every girl experienced it. I experienced it literally while I was getting ready for this podcast. I hated my hair. I was like, I can't do it. I'm just going (laughs) to put it in the bun. It looks horrible. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You know, like you have these, these thoughts and these ideas in your mind and you have to stop that negative self-talk in its tracks. Like when you hear it, when you feel it, you have to be able to immediately say, no, I'm going to change this thought. I'm going to think positively. And like you said, that takes time. It's a process. Yeah. But I think the more that you're aware of it, the yes. more easier it'll be to just say, nope. Like, yeah, no, you today. Awareness me. is the key to everything. And we are so not in our moments because of how busy we all are. So if you just stop, I always say when tell people when you're journaling, go somewhere. You can't sit in the middle of the living room while your kids are watching TV and journals. You have to take time to go away and be quiet. And then I have some clients who say, well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to write. And I say, trust me, if you sit there for 10 minutes, you will come up with something. And then before you know it, you'll be like writing pages and pages. So it's very cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually wrote a book while we're on the topic of writing. So can you tell us a little bit about the book and what you teach in it? Yes, definitely. Um, I teach, it's called love your life, love to lose, love your life and let the weight lose itself. So, um, the overall theme of it is what I kind of, what I was just talking about that if you, most people wait to live until they lose weight. So like you don't get in the photo, you don't plan the vacation, you know, you don't go to the reunion until you lose weight, but it's actually, if you reverse all of that, and you start doing all of those things first that you think you have to look perfect for the energy and the joy that you experience will shift how you think and the things that you naturally do that you'll start gravitating toward more healthy habits that um, help you take care of yourself because you feel joyful and energetic instead of, you know, self-critical and frustrated and unhappy and demoralized. But in the book, I give specific, um, tactics and techniques so that you can change your habits systematically and change your thoughts at the same time. And both of those feed off each other. So when you start changing your habits and changing your thoughts, they build on each other and um, you really start to get exponential results. So that's, that's what it is. And I'm, (laughs) I'm really excited about it because truly it is straight from my heart because I know how horrible it is to just keep yourself locked up in your house, wasting your whole life on a diet. Cause right. that, that's what I was doing. So 
Yeah. Y'all be sure to go check out her book. Is it on Amazon or anything? It is on Amazon, but um, it's since it's so new, you can't just type it in. It gives you like a whole bunch of other results yeah. for all the the more currently more popular books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely be sure to put a link in the yeah. description of the podcast so you guys go and check it out. But yeah. I know in your book, you kind of talk about setting a bigger goal that's not yes. related to weight loss. So mm-hmm. how does setting a goal that's literally not related to the thing that you're trying to do help you achieve that goal? Yes, definitely. Well, first of all, if you're, if you have a weight loss goal, what are you doing when you're trying to lose weight? You are staring at the thing that you hate most and trying to lose it, but staring at it and hating it is the wrong space that you want to be in mentally. So when you set a goal that has nothing to do with losing weight, and it's something that gives you joy and enthusiasm and excitement, and then you break that goal down into steps and you start, you know, checking them off one by one, all of a sudden you start building your confidence and you start getting excited about your life. So all of that energy and excitement, you bring it into your whole surroundings in your whole life. So my, one of my big goals, it started out as taking a nutrition class after work when I lived in Atlanta. So I went downtown Atlanta after work and I took my one nutrition class. And then before you knew it, I was, you know, on my way to becoming a a real dietitian and I had no plan for that. But in the process of achieving that goal, um, the last thing I wanted to do was sit around, you know, thinking about what I was going to eat or obsessing about it, you know, so it just takes over your mindset and your, um, your outlook, it builds your confidence. Um, yeah. And you're not sitting there staring at your weight and, you know, hating what you look like. I mean, it's always going to be on your mind probably, but it's just not going right. to dominate your whole life. So yeah, yeah. it's not going to be like that main focus. Cause you're mm-hmm. so concerned with these other things that, you know, you can't really sit there and like, criticize yourself for not doing this or not looking like that because you're so focused on this other thing. But I feel like, like when you are setting out to achieve something like your mindset shifts. Mm -hmm. And so it's not even about like losing the weight. It's more so about achieving a goal that you're setting out to do. And in return, like you're getting this as a side present. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, it's a, it's an, so to me, the weight shows up, everything comes from the inside. So the weight you mm-hmm. see on your body is there because of what starts on the inside. And you might say, well, no, it's because of what I eat. Well, what you eat comes from your motivation to choose those foods. So when you start setting a different goal that gets you excited and you're, you're accomplishing something, you're not focused on what you look like, eventually your body will catch up with that. Your confidence and excitement and joy will eventually show up because you'll start doing things differently naturally. How would you say, because I know a lot of women put like their physical pin their physical, how they look on the outside to their self-worth. Mm-hmm. So how would you say like dieting is related to a woman's mm-hmm. self-esteem? Oh, well, it's what I was just saying is that dieting focus, focuses all of your attention on what you look like. That's the only thing it's yeah. about. It's not about changing your habits or the way you think. It's solely, I want to, I look at myself, I don't like what I see and I want to get rid of it. So yeah, yeah that does nothing for your self-esteem except for annihilate it. Um, So dieting, if you want to keep the weight on your body 
and feel awful about yourself and never progress or do anything meaningful with your life, that's exaggerated. But keep dieting. It's the worst (laughs) possible thing you could do for your self-esteem. I know you said that you dieted and you also had eating disorders. Do you think Mm -hmm. that dieting results in eating disorders or are they related at all? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, yeah, they don't work. And so every time I failed on a diet, I kept trying the next one and I would lose weight and then gain it back because I didn't change my habits. So yeah, I had an eating disorder because I was desperate. Um, well, I guess it's more than that for me. I trained myself to eat emotionally from the time I was very, very young. So to me, mm-hmm. eating and um, I filled myself up with food. So when none of yeah. those diets worked, I was just left with me and my binge eating behaviors. So yeah. in order to finally get rid of the weight, I was I started purging. Um, it was it was so horrible, and I just have such empathy for any girl or woman who is struggling with that. Um, so yeah, the only cure for that is to build your self esteem and to start making it's really changing your habits when it comes to food and eating starts with having a peaceful feeling. Um, yeah. Get rid of all of the stuff in your head, stop dieting. And, um, you just have to start feeling peaceful and accept, okay, this is where I am right now. And I'm just going to every day wake up and start making progress. It's not about being perfect. It's about making steady daily progress and just get up every day and keep going. And um, yeah, so I definitely think my eating disorder was related to dieting because I kept failing and I feel like I had nothing left. Yeah. I love how you said it's not about perfection. It's about progression. I feel like that's one of my like life mantras because nobody is perfect. And I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to reach our goals in certain amounts of time, instead of, like you said, just living in the moment and being happy with life and letting everything else follow suit. So I think that's really great advice. I know there's a lot of people who say, oh, well, I can't eat healthy because like there's nothing healthy where I live. I don't have the resources to eat healthy. So how how important is it like the environment that you're in? How is that related in losing weight? Environment is everything. So I think there's two pieces to that question. Um, Number one, the first piece of it, that is a real thing that some people do not have access to healthy foods. And not only that, um, I don't know how many people are really clued into the fact that the cheapest foods are the most unhealthy because the government subsidizes, um, you know, the sugar farmers of America and the meat and the dairy industry. And they're making all of this cheap food that's not healthy or nutritious. So um, if you live in a food scarcity situation, and that's very real, they call it a food desert um, in a scientific Mm -hmm. term, Um, and all you have is a convenience store and you don't have access to clean water, that's a real problem. And honestly, I don't know how you fix that. I guess the only thing you can do is educate yourself as much as you can on where you are and those issues and let that passion for what you are actually being, you know, subjected to make you angry kind of and push you to action and figure out in your community how to make changes for that. But the only thing in that scenario is to really just do the best you can with what you've got. Um, Learn how to read labels, learn what 
the crap ingredients are. And if that's yeah. the first thing on the label, then you need to try to pick something else that's better. So you don't have access. That's one problem. And then if you feel like you can't get um, healthier options, like you don't have to eat organic all the time. You know, yeah. I think a part of the problem with um, people who are struggling with their weight and with food and all of that is that we feel like we have to be all or nothing. So like either I'm going to eat all organic all the time, no carbs, blah, blah, blah. And if I don't do that, I'm just going to go back to Twinkies and, you know, whatever and eating crap, but you don't have to eat organic all the time. You don't have to eat healthy all the time. Just gradually little by little make changes to what you're doing and really educate yourself. Just, I mean, you can just Google it. You don't even have to be a dietitian. Look it up figure out what's going on, how you can make one small improvement today and and just make it. I'm all about like living a healthy lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah. if you want a burger, there are tons of different options for burgers, veggie burger, turkey yeah. burger. Like, you know, there's so many. So it's not like we said earlier, it's not about restricting yourself from what you want. It's about mm-hmm. finding healthier alternatives for it or yeah. just eating it in moderation. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, there's all kinds of tricks. Like if you go out to eat dinner and you've got a bunch of girlfriends with you and you're having margaritas and chips and whatever, you can make one small change at that meal. Like ask for tortillas instead of the fried chips and use that. Um, yeah. Have your meal, half of it boxed up before you they bring it to the table. Um add a side salad to your meal and eat that first and fill up on that and then have your dinner. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and I'm a huge veggie burger eater. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. So I love oh, that. Yeah. I've actually <laughs> never had a veggie burger, but there, some of them are good. Some of them are disgusting, but yeah, I'm just terrified of eating in like, uh, I don't even know. I don't even I know how I would explain it. it. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually not bad. You just have to get a good one. That is worth paying money for because mm-hmm. the cheap ones aren't good. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'll I'll adventure out and try a veggie try. burger one day. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I do have um, one last question before we go. And I ask all my guests this question. And it's really just what is the biggest life lesson that you have learned so far? Wow. The biggest one I've learned so far is to... Um, Yeah, really what we were just saying, make progress every day. Um, Be grateful for everything that you have. That's such a cliche, but look around. You have so many blessings and um, make, make one change every day. Don't beat yourself up. Be nice to yourself. You only have one life. I mean, I spent 25 years being so mean to myself. And now I wish I could go back and tell my young self, you know, you are so beautiful and so kind and so smart and don't waste all of this time and this energy being unkind to yourself. So yeah. love yourself. Everybody else is already not nice. So the least you can do right. is be nice to yourself. Be your own best friend. <laughs> Get rid of the mean girl. Yes. Well, Camille, thank you so much for joining me today. I think you have just immensely helped so many people, including me. Um, And I definitely want them to be able to connect with you. So if you would give your social media, your website um, and the name of your book again. And like I said, I'll put the link down below as well. Yeah. Thank you. My website is CamilleMartinRD.com. So it's just my name with RD on the end. 
And um, uh, let's see, my social media handles, I think they're all Camille Martin RD. So I think Instagram is underscore between, but Facebook is all run together. So I'm new. I'm new to social media. So forgive me. That's okay. (laughs) Well, I'll be sure to link everything down below for you guys. So check out the description of this podcast episode. Again, Camille, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening as always. And I will talk to you guys on my next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it was able to enhance your life in some way. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast before you leave. And also follow us on Instagram at underscore girls IRL. Go out and live a fearless and filter-free life. And always remember to keep it real.